1: God is speaking to us in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep fallen upon men and slumbering upon bed. Verse 16 says, then he, who is this he? God. It says, he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. But I love verse 17. And what does it say? It says that he, who is this he, same God who's giving us the dream, may withdraw or pull man back from his purpose and hide pride from him. So in a nutshell, when God is giving us a dream or providing a dream to us, he's literally showing us the end from the beginning, or he's giving us a peep into the spiritual realm. And this is going to be the, the, the core of what we're going to talk about tonight, because in essence, a dream is pulling the curtains back and letting you see the unseen world. And the unseen world, I want to make very clear to you, the unseen world is the parent world to this physical world. So our world is the product of the unseen world. I'll take it a step further. Everything visible and invisible was initiated or manufactured from the spiritual realm. Nothing happens in the spiritual realm unless it was initiated in, this, in the nothing happened in this physical realm unless it was initiated in the spiritual realm first. Let's be very clear with that. So this is where the dream comes in. The dream comes in now where God will show you future events for the most part through signs and symbols in the dream that may not make any sense to you at that time. But aided by the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit, he will now unravel what the mystery is all about to show you pending events, all right? So let's go quickly to number two. Number two, dreams from Satan, right? Now, let's go quickly to Matthew 13, verse 25. Matthew 13, verse 25. I'm kind of rushing here because I'm trying to go, go to a point. <laughs> Matthew 13 verse 25 says, But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Now, when we use this as a support for Satan sowing seeds in our dreams... One would say, well, oh, that doesn't make sense. No, the Bible is a book of principles, rules, ordinances, laws, commands. So, what we're seeing here is a principle that Satan uses to infiltrate us in this infiltrate our dreams and manipulate our destinies in our dreams. So, the scripture is telling us here that Satan, while we're asleep, He now comes and he plants evil. This is why you would have nightmares or you have dreams where you're having sex with different people or you see the animals running after you or dragons and so on. Oh, no, no, no. They're real entities. They're masquerading spirits. Let's put more meat on this bone. So let's go quickly over here. Keep your finger there. Let's go quickly into 2 Corinthians. And we're going to look at uh, chapter 11. Look at verse 14. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14, listen to what it says. And do not be surprised, for Satan himself is able to masquerade or change his appearance as an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also masquerade or transform themselves as ministers of righteousness. So you see there, Satan in your dream can masquerade as your deceased mother, as your deceased grandparent. And what people call this is the ancestral spirits. They are correct in this sense. They are the spirits that the ancestors called up from the past that has the right to be in the family through the witchcraft, through the covenants, through the rituals that they would have done over the years. So what they're saying that's masquerading as deceased parents are demons and devils that have a legal right to their bloodline. Hence, we have generational curses. but that's a different teaching, all right? (laughs) So when we look at this, we're seeing how Satan can come into someone's dream manipulate the dream, basically reprogramming their destiny. If they do not cancel this dream, if they do not reject, if they don't get up and pray and say, I come against this, I refuse to come in covenant with this evil, then by default, it will play out in reality. Now we have number three. Number three is what I call self-manufactured dream. Self-manufactured dream comes about when a person is heavily burdened with issues or, for example, let's say you went to the doctor today to do a blood test. You're afraid what might show up in the results, right? So it begins to ride your mind. As a result of that, you now begin to dream. You dream, the doctor came back to you and say, hey, look, I have cancer, I have HIV, you have HIV, whatever the case may be. These dreams comes as a result of the pressures of life. However, the enemy also uses this because the basis of this is fear. Remember, 2 Timothy one verse seven. God did never, He never gave us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and soundness of mind. So Satan, on the premises of of fear, could take advantage of your worries and use it against you. But watch what's happening now. What is happening now is an agreement is being made. You're coming in agreement with fear. You're coming in agreement with a bad report. So what do you do when you get get up? If you're not aware of how these things operate, you now begin to confess these things. And it's, but Kevin, what does that mean? Well, let's go back to the biblical laws and rules. Death and life resides where again? In the power of your tongue. And they that love it, love what it, what I'm constantly confessing. I believe I have cancer. I believe I'm gonna get di I believe I'm gonna the report is gonna show I'm a diabetic or whatever the case may be. So the enemy is using your ignorance and he's using it on the same rule book against you. He's getting you to become a co-conspirator to your own demise. So, in essence, there are two things that a dreamer is trying to achieve. Number one, it's either trying to achieve a covenant in the dream with the dreamer. Now you would say, well, Kev, what does that have to do with every- anything? Well, it has everything to do with everything. Why is this? Well, let's go now to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 26 to verse 28. Listen what it says. It says, and God said, this is the beginning now of creation, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them, which is mankind, let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over, all, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let's drop to verse 28. Verse 28 of Genesis 1 says, and God blessed them. Who is this them? Let's be clear. Adam and Eve. This was the them in verse 26 that he gave dominion and power and authority to. Now, in this text, you are not reading that God gave dominion to spirits. You are not reading where God gave dominion to the devil. I'm going to take it a step further because this is going to be controversial. You are not reading where God gave dominion to himself. When he completed the earth, when he did what he had to do, he gave dominion or the keys to this earth to Adam and Eve here. You have it. So you dictate what's going to come here. You determine what you're going to let or not allow to come here. So in verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1, it says, And God bless them. Meaning that there's a spiritual endowment that you couldn't see, that he has placed on them now, with the dominion that he's given them, with the authority. And he says, Now you must be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, and subdue. They could not do that before the, the blessing. Then he goes on to say here, And have dominion, he's repeating it, Have dominion, have authority over the fish of the sea, over the fall of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right? Now keep your finger there, and we're going to quickly run over here to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms uh, chapter 8, and we're going to read from verse 4 to verse 6. Listen to what it says. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou art visiteth him? In so much word, the writer is saying, why is man such a big deal to you, God? In verse 5, it says, For thou hast made him which is man a little lower than the angels, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Okay, listen to verse six. Thou, who was thou? God. Thou or God has made sorry, thou has made him to have who? Dominion over listen, all the works of thine hands, everything that God has created. He said, you man whom I've made a little lower than the angels, I am giving you dominion. I am giving you authority, but not in the universe. No, in the earth. Now, I am say I saying this? Let's go back to the two main purposes of the dream. The first one I said is covenant. Satan cannot arbitrarily jump on you and do what he wants to do. He cannot make you he cannot just put a spirit of poverty on you he cannot put a he cannot just put a lustful spirit on you how does he achieve this he achieves it through covenant covenant for the most part he comes in the dream like we would have stated in matthew 13 verse 25 while men slept his enemy came and sowed tears so here it is you're having a dream you 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 you, you're married Right, You're married now. You were married before, but your husband deceased. He's he's dead. But you're having these dreams where your husband is showing up in your dream. Your dead husband, your deceased husband, you're you're married to somebody different now. But the deceased husband is having intercourse with you. So to you, it's like, this doesn't make no sense. What you don't understand is that the act in itself, itself, the, the sexual intercourse, represents covenant. That's why God said to Adam and Eve, the two shall become one. But you realize, and this is how you forge spirit husband and spirit wives. All of this comes through covenant. They cannot just arbitrarily come on you. They're looking for people who lack understanding, who lack knowledge. And what is the law for that? It says my people perish because they do what? They lack knowledge. So you're forging this covenant in the dream and don't realize it. So you woke up and you're saying to yourself, wow, I had this dream where my deceased husband and I was being intimate. And You think nothing of it. And you move on with your life, not knowing that your destiny has been altered through your agreement, not knowing. And you begin to lose your desire for your current husband. Why? Because the spirit has been on you. The spirit of lust that has come through this arc in the dream is now taking you in a direction that is contrary to the path of God that you were originally on. But you you would never take it back to the dream to say that this is where it was initiated. So this is why I say to people, when you lack this information... This is what occurs. Second reason for a dream is God showing you the future. Or he's showing you the premises of the mystery of what you're currently dealing with. Now let me give you a quick biblical example of all of that. So let's quickly go here to Judges chapter 7. Let's go to Judges chapter 7 and we're going to begin from uh, verse 9. Judges chapter 7 we're going to read from verse 9 to verse uh, 15. Now, listen to the story very carefully. And it came to pass, well, just to give some background, on, this story is about Gideon, and God is now advising Gideon that he's going to be the one to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Midianites or the enemies or what have you, right? So Gideon was kind of afraid now because he's trying to figure out how am I going to do this with such a small quantity of men when I have a whole multitude of not just men but different nations coming against Israel. So the Bible says here in Judges chapter 7 verse 9, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, who is him? Gideon. God said unto Gideon, Arise, get thee down into the house. Listen carefully. He says, For I have delivered it into thine hand. Full stop. Let's go back over what he just said. God said to Gideon, Gideon, hear me clearly. I have already delivered your enemies into your hand. So again, when we look at the wording here, the word delivered speaks of past tense. But this doesn't make sense because Gideon, they haven't fought us yet. In fact, they haven't even created a strategy or or make up in their mind how they're going to attack the enemy. But God is telling him the future. He says, listen carefully. I have already delivered. Whenever we use any word in the English language with ed at the end, it speaks of something that has already happened. So God is telling Gideon, Gideon, I know what you're thinking. You're wondering how you're going to figure this out. You're wondering where you're going to get your whatever uh, weapons from. He says, but let me make this clear. I have already given your enemies to you. Now, God is going to reveal to him to reveal all of this to him through a dream by someone else, of course. So in verse 9 again, it says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, what the Lord said unto Gideon, Arise, get thee down into the house, for I have delivered it into thine hand. Or go down into the enemy's camp. Verse 10. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with furor thy servant down to the house. Verse 11 of Judges 7. And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterwards shall thine hands be strengthened, or after you'd have heard what I've already told you, because they're going to confirm it, you're going to be encouraged. He says, verse 11, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterwards shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the house. Then went he, which is Gideon, down with Pharaoh, his servant, unto the outside of the Of the armed men that were in the house. So they're basically eavesdropping on the camp of the Midianites. They do not know that Gideon and the other guy was there. So listen to verse 12. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitudes, and their camels were without number as the sand by the sea side for multitudes verse 13 and when Gideon was come behold there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow so you have one soldier revealing a dream to the other soldier but these two soldiers have no idea that Gideon and his friend is in the forest in the bush eavesdropping on their conversation so it says here in verse 13 and when Gideon came was come, behold there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow, and said, Behold, I dream a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the house of Midian, and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell, and overturned it that the tent lay long. Watch what's going to happen. The soldier who's revealing the story to his fellow soldier, the fellow soldier is about to interpret it. But remember, Gideon is watching. So verse 14 says, And his fellow servant, the one who's listening to the dream, and his, sorry, and his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save or except the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand, listen, had God delivered Midian and all the hosts verse 15 and it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshiped and returned into the hosts of Israel and said arise for the Lord had delivered into the hand the hosts of Midian so what is the scripture telling us well it basically encompasses everything I've said to you so far What God did for this, God told him, but clearly God's word was insufficient for him because based on what he saw, Gideon that is, did not line up with what God had said because the entire host was against him. So God gave, listen carefully, God gave a dream to his enemy wasn't a fellow israelite his enemy had the dream god positioned him so he could hear so what god was doing to the enemy god pulled back the curtains of the spiritual world and allow him to see i don't care how much people you all got here to come against israel i have already fixed this fight where i have determined that israel is going to come out on top So this is what is so powerful about dreams because it's revealing the future. It's showing you where everything is is initiated, where it's manufactured, where it's produced. Earth is where the mass distribution takes place. Through what? Covenant. Why? Because God gave man us dominion. Why do you think that people who are into witchcraft and sorcery and so on, they have to do rituals and ceremonies? Because this is how you initiate the spirit, forge covenants to give that spirit the right. If the spirit was so... Powerful, my friend. Why didn't the spirit, why couldn't he come and do what he wanted to do on his own? He couldn't because God gave us authority. God gave us dominion. We, we now have to determine based on whether we're going to come in agreement with the spirit to now come into the earth realm and do what he wants to do. So, this is why the Bible says to us in Acts 2, verse 17, and Joel 2, verse 28. In fact, I want us to let me just quickly turn there because I want to read it so it could make complete sense to you. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. Listen what it says it says, and it shall come to pass afterwards or in the last days that I will pour out my spirit Uh upon what all flesh, not some, not just the believers upon all flesh then he goes into detail and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall what dream dreams your young men shall see visions. So what God is saying God is saying listen as we are about to, to to journey down the end time I am going to not physically equip you with houses and cars and and jewelry and nonsense. I am going to give you spiritual weapons. But as you can see here, he mentions prophecy. He mentions dreams. So what is he saying? I am going to give you weapons. Why? These weapons I'm giving you what they call in the, the army uh, a reconnaissance mission, where you send in spies into the enemy's camp to survey the land, to look at the artillery and weaponry. They have no idea that you're there. So those reconnaissance mission guys come back, relay it to their leaders. So now they set up a strategy. God is, there are people listening to me right now who are dreaming like crazy and don't understand why. There are people listening to me right now who say, well, Kevin, I've never dreamed before. You're dreaming, but it's being taken away from you. You're dreaming, but the enemy is erasing it from you. Because the day you get a hold of those dreams and begin to interpret it, everything you've been asking God for was embedded in that dream. But because of your lack of knowledge, you will perish according to scripture, not my opinion. So God is revealing in these last days. He's speaking to to sinners as well as Christians alike. As you would have seen in this story, God did not give this dream to a fellow Israelite who are the people of God. He gave the dream to the enemy and let the enemy see. Now listen, if you keep messing around with Gideon, this is what you got coming. And God revealed that to him. And as a result of it, Gideon left there, just like God told him, more encouraged because he's like, okay, God did say it, but now my enemy is saying it. So I know we're about to put some whooping on them so dreams are clearly revealing the future another one joseph joseph i think it's in uh genesis 35 i stand to be corrected where he had two dreams the first dream that he had both dreams are revealing the future so he him, his, himself and his brothers they're in the field and they're uh, binding their sheaves or their wheat they would pick the wheat bind it up and lay it flat on the ground in this dream he said We were all binding our sheaves or our wheat, but for some reason, my wheat stood up and all of your wheat bowed to me. Now, this is very, very powerful because it now takes us into, excuse me, a different level of not just dreaming, but how others respond to your dream. So when he revealed the dream, his brothers said to him, who do you think you are that we are going to bow to you? But he never said that. But here it is that his brothers, who clearly has the gift of interpretation, overlooked their gift because they were so jealous of their brother and trying to downplay his gift. He he has no idea what the dream means. All he's saying is, I just had this dream. I don't know what it means. All of a sudden, your sheaves were bowing to me. But the brothers understood that the dream was symbolic. The sheaves represent them. And Joseph sheaved that rose, meaning that he's going to elevate above us and we're going to bow to him. He's going to be great. So again, the symbols of the dream is peeling back the curtains of the spiritual realm and showing you what this man will become even though there is no physical evidence now to indicate that that's going to happen. The second dream that he had He said his father now was in on this when he was revealing the dream along with his brothers. And he said, I had this dream where the sun and the moon and 11 stars of the sky were bowing to me. The scripture says his father says, what do you mean? Myself and your your mother and your brothers will bow to you. Again, the young man is totally ignorant to his dream. He clearly, while he may be a dreamer at this point, was not mature to the state to interpret his dream. But his father, who is also an interpreter of the dream, recognized the symbols. The sun, which is the greater light, must represent the father. The moon, which is the lesser light, must represent the mother. And the 11 stars clearly represent the 11 brothers. So therefore, when he he said that he saw the entire star, moon, and sun bowing to him, the dreamers again peeling back the curtains of the spiritual world and revealing the future that I don't care how you feel about this man right now. I don't care if he's the black sheep. I know you're going to try to kill him. I know you're going to do everything to try to erase him off this planet. But God has already determined in the future where he would become. And what does that mean? That simply means he has guaranteed life. He cannot die. He must live to achieve what God has already done in the future. I'm going to give you this this last scripture, and of course, we can go from there. I want you to go now over here to uh, Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, we're going to read from uh, verse 7 to verse 18. I'm going to do it very quickly. but Let me just give you a background. Genesis chapter 15, God is appearing to Abraham a second time. The first time he appeared to him was in Genesis 12, when he told him to leave his entire family and go to a place where God said he would reveal to him. 20 to 25 years later, we're now in Genesis 15, right? And in Genesis 15, God now makes a second appearance to him and basically reiterating what he told him earlier. Well, Abraham, like any one of us, becomes frustrated, becomes impatient and say, well, God, listen, I'm just about had it with you, okay? I'm almost 100 years old, all right? Sarah's just about to fall on the ground and die. We're past childbearing age. What do you mean that I'm gonna, my seed is going to be so and so and blah, blah, blah? God now, watch this and now you're going to see what I said about giving dominion only to man and not even himself and not the devil and not no evil spirit. So let's go to verse 7 of Genesis 15. It says, and he said unto him, this is God saying, speaking to Abraham, and he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to bring thee this land to inherit it. Verse eight, and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I inherit that whereby shall I know that I shall inherit? And he said unto him, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Let's put a pin right there. What is he's what is he asking Abraham to do? He's telling Abraham to make a sacrifice. Yes, I'm going to bless you, you know, but I need the authority from you. I need the privilege from you to do it. Now that sounds crazy to the average man because I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. God doesn't need anybody." I mean, permission? And you're absolutely right. But these are his rules. This is his law. So Abraham now is going to make a sacrifice To invite the Spirit of God so that this covenant could be achieved. Watch this, verse 10 of Genesis 15. And he took unto him all these, meaning Abraham got all of these animals that God asked him to acquire to do the sacrifice. And he took unto him, verse 10 of Genesis 15. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the middle and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Verse 12. And when the sun was going down, listen carefully, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. Okay? And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. So at this point, Abram is physically asleep wherever he was. However, his spirit man In the spiritual realm, is about to interact with the spirit of the living God. So listen. So in verse 13 of Genesis 15. And he said unto Abraham. I remember, Abraham is physically asleep. So he's speaking to the spirit of Abraham. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Verse 15 of Genesis 15. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come here again, for the iniquities, the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. Verse 17, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Now, before we go to verse 18, I want you to hear me clearly. Everything that God just said to Abraham has already happened. He's, te- he's, that's why he made him do the sacrifice to invite him to the presence of God. Homeboy, I'm showing you the future. Homeboy, I don't care how old you are. Everything that I am saying here will surely come to pass. But it's not happening yet. But there is a time set in the fu- Right now, listen, whoever's listening to me, wherever you are, say, Father, who or whatever is hindering my destiny? Who or whatever is putting roadblocks in my way from not, for not fulfilling that which you have called me to do? Father, remove it now in the name of Jesus and release me, catapult me, fling me to where I should have been at this point in my life. Your way is already charted. And every time you have a dream as it relates to dreams from God, God is showing you, God is giving you uh, the incentive. Keep going. Keep moving. This is what you will become. This is what I've called you to be. This is what I want you to do. Don't mind where you are. Don't become caught up by the physical things. Uh, Paul said in uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, set not your eyes on the things that are seen for they are temporal subject to change. Instead, he said, as a believer, you must focus on the unseen world, the spiritual world, the world that is not physically tangible, because that's where everything ends and begins on that end over there so after God set him down and said now look at your future all of this is going to happen and you're going to you're going to die in a good old age and you're going to die peacefully well, listen to verse 18 to prove my point in the same day the Lord made a what it looked like covenant to me the Lord made a covenant an agreement with Abraham saying unto thy seed have I given this land From the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. So God made a deal with the bloodline of Abraham that no matter what happens, he said, I'm showing you in the world that no one else could see. I'm giving you a peek of my plan. I'm showing you nothing is going to alter this. And whatever goes on in your bloodline, Just like he would have mentioned in our Romans 8 and 28, he says, all things are working together for the good of those that love God and for those who are called to his purpose. So whoever you are right now as a believer, you may be depressed, you may be out of it. If not if, but I know God is speaking to you in your dream. And if if, if you're not getting your dream, you need to rebuke and challenge the enemy because he's blocking this vital information that you need to not only encourage you, but prepare you for what's to come. Before I became a preacher, before I got to this level uh, where I'm at right now, and I share this with my audience all the time, I used to have rapid dreams. When I used to be attacked by witchcraft and voodoo and all of these things that people were projecting at me, people that were close to me, And the dreams were just flooding, flooding, evil, wicked dreams. But at the end of all of this, when I went on my fast for 40 days, I would have dreams where I'm standing in stadiums preaching on pulpits all over the world preaching. Didn't it happen today? Isn't it happening now? I never planned this. This was never a part of my uh, stuff. But God had already put it in place and there were moments where I became so discouraged that he came to me in a dream and pulled back the curtains of the spiritual world and said, son, see there? That's you up there. I'm going to push you. You're going to be the one I'm going to put on that pulpit. I am going to send you to London. I'm going to send you to the United States of America. I'm going to send you to Europe. I'm going to send you... I never planned this. So no one could tell me that in these last days, God, He's not. he is speaking to you. And if you're not dreaming according to you, which I know you are, you have to go on a fast prayer escort to remove every spiritual obstacle so that you would be able to get the information that he's downloading to you so that you could now press forward with the plan That he has for your life. So
0: so good. And I want to add to this everything you're saying. If you guys are like, why aren't you talking? I'm chewing. You can't talk and chew at the same time. This is all so, so, so good. One thing I was thinking about what you said is a lot of people in the chat, there's 4,500, which is incredible. This is one of the biggest podcasts we've ever had. And many of them say, well, I don't dream. I don't this. And I want to come and tell you, and I feel the Lord saying this tonight, don't settle for not dreaming. I used to say this for years, Kevin. I would say, I'm just not a dreamer. I'm not going to preach on it. I'm not going to teach on it. And God told me one day in the beginning of this year, you're not a dreamer because you don't want to be a dreamer. You, he said, those that thirst for righteousness shall be filled. So a yes. lot of pastors tell you, like, you just have to wait on God and wait on God. Paul says to pursue spiritual gifts to pursue supernatural experiences so you need to be in a pursuit saying i'm not going to settle someone tonight needs to say i'm not going to settle for not dreaming i will dream in jesus name and god wants to speak to you through dreams Mm -hmm. but you have to understand there is a real enemy that is fighting to shut down Mm -hmm. your eyes and ears is fighting to still the revelation that god would speak to you he does not want you to hear from god one of the devil's greatest fears is that you would hear from the lord and that you would respond to what the lord is saying this is why the devil is constantly throwing distractions at you. This is why you can spend hours and hours and hours on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Netflix and Hulu and YouTube Premium, but the moment you get in prayer, come on somebody, you're thinking about all that you have to do. You know what's amazing? You can sit on Instagram for four hours and never think about any responsibility. The moment you start praying, the devil bombards you with every responsibility, every pressure. The moment you begin to fast, you're starving. The moment you begin to pray, you are distracted this is because the enemy wants to shut down your connection with God but understand one-third of your life and I love what you're saying earlier you're sleeping one-third of your life mm-hmm. so if God is speaking while you're sleeping and for some of you the only time that God can actually talk to you is at nighttime because you're distracted all day long and so God is like I have to speak to you at night because all day All day you're like this on a phone texting calling busy business company family friends take the kid to gymnastics takes the kid to band practice take him to football Mm -hmm. practice and then when you lay in bed God says now I can speak to you but we're not listening to what God is saying we're allowing we're allowing now if the enemy is coming in it's because we're allowing him to come in because the Bible says that we've been seated with Christ in heavenly places we are above and not beneath we are the lender not the borrower we are the head and not the tail we are we reign above the powers and principalities and the only reason why we're below them is because we've put ourselves below them but I believe tonight and I want to prophesy over someone in the chat 4700 of you watching I prophesy over you that you will be above every assignment you will be above every contract every strategy every hex every spell every spiritual husband or spouse or power of witchcraft that is stolen your dream maybe it's anger that is stolen your dream maybe it's anxiety that's stealing your dreams maybe it's sexual sin this is one big thing I see a minister Kevin that takes people's dreams from them sexual immorality whatever it is you need to remove it so that you can begin a dream don't let the enemy come John 10:10. the thief comes to steal kill and destroy he wants to come and take from you what God is giving to you whatever God is speaking to your life he wants to rob you of the revelation that God is trying to speak to you and I believe tonight as you are preaching as you are sharing I really see that God is breaking off demonic powers that have been robbing your dreams the, some of you that say I never dream you might have never dream up until now but you will begin to dream now that you're opening up your heart you're opening up your mind and you're learning god's going to start opening up the door to, to dreams one thing i want to say as well When I first got saved, I was an atheist when I got saved. I didn't know how to preach. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to do anything. And one of the things that the Lord did with me is for about three months, I don't remember in three months a time waking up in my bed. I would literally wake up, Minister Kevin, standing up, preaching to the wall, preaching in my bedroom. My parents would say, oh, you are preaching in the middle of the night. You're shouting. And I remember waking up on my knees, waking up standing, waking up on the floor. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not even gonna go in bed anymore because I keep waking up standing up. Well, what I didn't realize was the Lord was teaching me everybody listen to what I'm about to tell you the Lord was teaching me how to preach in my dreams the Lord was teaching me oh. how to preach in the night for three months has happened and so some people say how'd you learn how to preach that way did you go to a school or a Bible College or listen to some no it was the Holy Spirit and what we've done in the American culture the church culture is we've removed the Holy Spirit's ability mm-hmm. to speak in dreams To disciple us so instead now we have discipleship program and you have to come to our evangelism (laughs) meeting and you have to come and so we're taking the job because because the holy spirit's not showing up in churches we take the job of the holy spirit and instead of letting the holy spirit who the bible says will disciple us we have to have a discipleship program when jesus said i'm going to send the holy spirit this is why when we preach we feel so we feel so like we have to always speak on all these sins like you got to talk about drinking you got to talk about cussing you got to talk about movies and we have to preaching is always these things when Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to convict you when I received Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit I got rid of all my music all my games I stopped drinking I stopped cussing not because of a preacher but because the Holy Spirit brought the conviction. so we're taking the job of the Holy Spirit let the Holy Spirit give you dreams let the Holy Spirit speak to you at night because the Holy Spirit could train you in your dreams he could speak to you in your dreams he can deliver you in your dreams he could uh, g- pour out his gifts of the spirit anointing in your dreams he could empower you in your dreams there's so much that God can do when your spirit is not sleeping by the way if you guys don't know your spirit doesn't sleep and God is moving God is shaking so I would challenge some of you before bed maybe you're just not asking the Lord to speak to you in your dream and I went from years uh, Kevin of saying I just don't dream it's just not me and maybe these other guys do to saying Lord I I I will dream in Jesus name I want to dream and as I started preaching about it this was barely the beginning of this year and teaching on it God began to give me significant dreams God began to show me showing me ministering to certain people in dreams I there's people right now that are these certain celebrities I'm praying for that I already know I'm gonna minister to because I've already ministered to them in the dream so I'm just waiting for it to manifest in the natural because it's already happened in the spiritual maybe some of you are getting delivered in your dream but you wake up still still feeling bound but God is showing you I'm delivering you I'm setting it up so maybe you come to an altar maybe you come to a mass deliverance service maybe you get on someone on the deliverance map and they bring deliverance to you understand that that had already taken place in a dream it just hadn't manifested yet in the natural that these things have to happen in the spiritual in fact I wanted to just to point out Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 we see God if you don't think dreams are significant God speaking to Joseph three different right. times in dreams right. Matthew one twenty. it said but when he had considered this an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream So this wasn't just a God-given dream. This was actually the angel of the Lord appearing in a dream. So some of you don't realize that God could actually invade your dreams. Even if you're having a carnal dream or a demonic dream, God has the power to invade these dreams and deliver you and save you and heal you. And this is what the angel of the Lord said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Praise the Lord that God told Joseph that because I'm sure he was getting a little bit worried here when she said she's pregnant. (laughs) And he said, for the child has been conceived Of is of the Holy Spirit, in her is of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph awoke from his sleep. So, Joseph sleeping while God is speaking, one of the most important words in the Bible. This was right here. And the Bible says, and did, and this is what Joseph did pay attention, everybody, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. So, the angel said, Take Mary as your wife. And the Bible says, And he took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. So, if you want to think about how important dreams are, think about this, guys. God used a dream. To tell joseph mary was pregnant with jesus this is the Mm -hmm. most important revelation in all of scripture and god goes i could do it through a vision i could do it through an encounter i could just show up and tell him but i'm going to do it while he's sleeping because i don't know maybe he wouldn't have listened while he's awake and some of you are stubborn like me and you're not listening to god and so god says i have to show you this in the dream now Joseph receives another dream in Matthew chapter 2 to flee to Egypt in order to protect Jesus and here's what the Bible says and Joseph got up in the middle of the night and left let me give you guys a word if God is telling you to do something in a dream don't put God off another minute don't say I'll break up with her next week if God is showing you in a dream and you know it's from God You need to be obedient to the dream immediately. Now I want you to notice Joseph didn't say, I'm gonna wait three days. I'm gonna talk to my boss about it. I'm gonna talk to my wife about it. Joseph said, honey, we're getting up in the middle of the night, the Bible says, after he wakes from the dream and he immediately responds. So what you're gonna see in scripture as minister Kevin just showed with us is when God speaks to people in a dream, they would obey the dream of what God was saying to do god does not speak to us if you're taking notes i know many of you are and there's about five thousand of you watching praise the lord god does not speak to us in dreams and visions to suggest something god is not giving us a suggestion or an opinion god expects obedience now the third time god comes to joseph in a dream god says go into the land of israel and people looking to kill jesus are now dead and the bible says so joseph got up and took the child and came into the land of israel so every time you see joseph getting a dream joseph says i'm going to obey the dream because I recognize that God is speaking to me in the dream. So we need to recognize that it's God and then we need to obey. Now, if you don't, if you don't recognize it's God we know that God would never speak and you can touch on this as well Minister Kevin here in a minute we we know God would never give you a dream and tell you to do something that goes contrary to the written Word of God God no. is not going to tell you to go and I have people tell me and you have probably heard crazy stuff being in ministry <laughs> as well like I had a dream last night that God told me to, to divorce my husband because there's a man in right. the church that God wants me to marry that was not God that was a demonic spirit no. or right. I had a dream last night that God wanted me to do this or to do this and it's a sinful act or a sinful thing or i had a dream last night that i was doing a sexual act with somebody and god was showing me this in the dream this is not the will of god the nature of god or the word of god to give you dreams so if you're getting dreams that are contradicting and telling you to do something they're probably from a demonic spirit they're probably from an an unclean spirit trying to get you to do something so you need to recognize please before you get off this and say I'm going to have a dream tonight to open up a bakery and I'm going to go open it tomorrow. Maybe God's telling you that, but make sure that it is God saying that. But I want you to notice something. Even the wise men received dreams from God after finding and worshiping Jesus. They also had dreams. So God used this dream to get Joseph out of danger. So I want you to notice if you're having reoccurring dreams of danger, It could be God showing you something that's dangerous. If you're having relationship dreams and God is showing you you're in a dangerous, abusive relationship, or maybe you're having dreams of someone you're dating abusing you and you're seeing characteristics of abuse in this guy and maybe he has a generational curse or maybe you see that he's drawing you away from God, you God could be helping you avoid danger or maybe it's avoiding danger at work maybe it's avoiding danger maybe you're having a reoccurring dreams of car accidents in a specific area this could be showing God showing you be careful and avoid that area because you might get in a wreck so don't just think now I know some of you have carnal pastors and they tell you oh dreams aren't from God you just had bad pizza okay stop listening to carnal preachers God could be warning you in a dream of a relationship of um, a business venture maybe you're going to sign a business deal maybe you're going to buy a house and you keep having a dream that the house catches on fire and God is showing you it's time to move that when we had a revival minister Kevin at my house we were having four to five hundred people showing up every week and after about a year we were having reoccurring dreams of my house catching on fire and I had this dream probably 10 times and the house would catch on fire no one could get out because there's 400 people 500 people in my house and I kept asking Lord what was that dream and what the Lord revealed to our us and our team was It's not that the house is going to catch on fire. It's that I'm moving you somewhere new. I want you to get out of this. So he's showing me that there's danger. If you stay here, there's danger. Not necessarily that the physically people are going to get lit on fire, but that God was moving us into a different territory, a different building. And we did. We moved into a much larger building and it filled up and people came and revival went to the next level. Now, what we didn't do was ignore the dreams. If you're having reoccurring dreams, and then maybe you could touch on this as well, reoccurring dreams or like dreams you're going to the dentist all the time or dreams that you're naked. It in public or dreams that you're falling off of a cliff or dreams you're in an elevator I think that these dreams that we're having we can't ignore because God can speak specific things in dreams and dream symbolism praise the Lord we just broke 5,000 here praise the Lord 5,000 in Jesus name but maybe God is showing you things so to, if you can maybe talk to us a bit about reoccurring dreams or specific like same thing like I used to have a dream before I got saved of always being late to math class and so I, I don't I didn't know what it meant but I would have every night I was late to math class I was late to math class and I know many people the chat are having these reoccurring dreams. Could these mean something from God or maybe just shed light on some of that?
1: Right, it does mean a lot from God. And again, uh, with my teaching on dreams, everything is biblically based. While you will not see in the Bible what this dreaming about going to the dentist mean. What we look for is the principle that that would sit upon. For example, reoccurring dreams or repetitive dreams. What does this mean? Is it anything in the Bible? Yes. Well, when we go back to the story of Joseph, when Pharaoh had the two dreams, one with the uh, fatted and the skinny cows and with the fatted and the skinny corns, two separate dreams. So Joseph was, it was advised to Pharaoh that there's this guy who was locked up in prison, uh, Joseph, who interpret dreams. So they cleaned him up, brought him before the Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, hey, look here. I hear you interpret dreams. Now, this is important how Joseph would have answered him. He says, "Uh, well, the truth is it is God that gives the interpretation. So while we could give different symbols and interpretation of it, it is the Holy Spirit that's giving that interpretation. So don't hold on to an interpretation and think that's uh, the standard. No, because what could mean... Something here to your country could be something entirely different in my country. For example, I'm coming back to this point. If you look at the dreams of the Old Testament, God dealt with their uh, their farming, their and stuff. These were the dreams: the moon, the stars. These were stuff that they could relate to in their dreams. In reality, so when it comes to us, you cannot restrict an interpretation. You have to be like, God, speak to me as it relates to what this person is asking me to interpret this dream. There are times when a person will come to me and relay a dream to me and I have no, I don't know what it means. And I'm not going to make up anything to them. Whenever that revelation comes, I would pass it on. So anyway, go back to Joseph. And he was called before Pharaoh. Pharaoh reiterated the dream, both dreams. And listen to what he said. He says, behold, the two dreams are one. recurring or they're being repetitive in different ways but it's the same dream he says because this is what God is going to do. So whenever you have a reoccurring dream, it speaks of confirmation. This is surely going to happen. Be prepared. Take it serious. Whatever it's saying to you, act now. Nothing is going to stop this. This is going to come forward. You having the dream, you're always late to math class. Some people are on this uh, line right now, they have dreams for the most part where they're going to an airport and they're always either missing their flight or customs or... Immigration is holding them up. What does this mean? It means delay. The Bible, the story, the dream is revealing to you because in everything you're being held back. You're being hindered from fulfilling your destiny. So the Lord is showing you in the dream, letting you have a peep in the spiritual realm and say, hey, Kevin, Peter, John, the reason why you're not going forward, the reason why you're not promoted, the reason why you cannot go to the next level in your marriage because you're being, the enemy is delaying you. The enemy is holding you back. And remember, whatever happens physically, spiritually, sorry what happens physically is as a result of what is happening spiritually so you need to now pray against the spirit of delay the spirit of setback the spirit of hindrance because that's what's blocking you from getting to the next level of your life there are folks who would come to me I said, Kevin, I heard one teaching you had, you were teaching about witchcraft, and in the symbols that you get in your dreams where you're always eating in the dream and you say, that's not good. And you'd be like, well, Kevin, for some reason I don't wanna eat in my dream, but I'm always eating. And you said that it's not good. No, it's not good, because in reality, witches and warlocks are projecting spirits at you Pretending to be people that you're familiar with, sitting at banquets, sitting at restaurants, feeding you or encouraging you to eat. And what are these? These are spiritual concoctions. Remember, that's not the physical you in the dream. So, whatever you eat, it's affecting your human spirit. So, Kev, what did we do to stop it? Let's go back to the law. Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 11. And I have it right here. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, this is interesting because the the, the the armor of God is not a physical suit that you can go down to Walmart, Target, or whatever to go pick up. This is a spiritual suit that you must pray on. Father, I put on the whole armor. What are you doing? You're outfitting your spirit man with the armor of God. Now, watch what he says in verse uh, 12. He says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against against principality, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wicked, all spiritual beings. So clearly, if this was a physical armor, it is of no use to you against spiritual beings. So God is saying to you, Going to bed at night. Two things that is important. You must pray. Father, if you are a believer, you must be a believer in order to be entitled to this armor. You must be a believer of Jesus Christ. So if you're not saved, don't make no sense praying for no armor. So as a believer of Jesus Christ, this is a benefit to you. Father, I repent of every sin, iniquity, transgression, every evil thought, desire, whatever I have done to violate, to breach to your laws, I repent according to your word in first John 1 and 9. You said that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and then to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And then now to take those sins and toss it into the sea of forgetfulness. By faith, I believe that's done. Good. Now that I'm clean, what is the reason for this? The enemy has no legal right now to my life. I this is where you turn the tables in the dream, but it begins as, as into what you do first in terms of your prayer. So you remove all the legal ground. Why is this important? Because we go back to Deuteronomy 28, beginning at verse 15. He said, If you choose not to obey and to hearken and to listen and to observe, to do all my laws commandments, then shall these curses come upon you. And uh I think it's uh proverbs 26 verse 2 it says that the curse causeless cannot come so you see the bible is a book of laws rules principles and the average believer is ignorant to these rules they just think the bible is a book you just read when you go to church on sunday no this is the manual for your life this is that same devil that's coming after you must abide by these same rules he takes advantage when you're ignorant to the rules so once you would have outfitted yourself with the arm of god you repent it. You go to bed, the enemy is going to come at you. But now you're in a better position to fight spiritually. Why? Because you have put on the required armor in order to challenge this devil that's coming after you. Now, as we go deeper into dream interpretation, remember, it's not what Kevin says. It's what the Holy Spirit says. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. F- Father, I hear Kevin, and I believe what he's saying, but do you have more insight on this? Why is this? You might have a dream, and in this dream, you're a straight man, you, you, you love the opposite sex. But in the dream, you saw yourself having intercourse with the same sex, or you saw a friend whom you know to be a macho man or a, a woman, having an affair with another woman. So immediately someone would say, okay, well I guess they're gay or they're homosexual. Not necessarily. Remember now, a person who is, is, is gay, in reality is trying to be something they're not. So the dream is just a symbol revealing that the person you're dreaming about, if not yourself, there's something about you're pretending. You're a hypocrite then. You're pretending to be something that you're not. So you see the symbols, just like when Joseph had the dreams about the star and the moon, Sorry, the moon and the star, and the eleven. The moon and the sun, and the eleven stars. When they converted it, again, the sun, which is the greater light, was the father. The moon, which was the lesser light, was the mother, and the eleven stars was the brother. So the Holy Spirit will give you the interpretation. So I'm making this clear because there are a lot of people who feel that, well, if Kevin doesn't interpret my dream, I'm not going to listen to nobody else. No, 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 no. You you shut the Holy Spirit up because he's only using me like he would use somebody else. But what I do is to use scripture so that you will see the principle in which we're basing this interpretation on. Some of you having dreams about houses. You dream you're in a house all the time. You dream you're in a certain room. But for the most part... A house would represent the life of a person. The Bible says to us in Matthew 12, verses 43 to 45, it says that when an evil spirit is cast out of a man, it goes into dry places seeking rest and finds none. So listen what the spirit says. So the evil spirit says, Let me go back to my house. Meaning, it's representing it's, the house is representative of the former human house that it was evicted from. So a house in the dream, for the most part, would represent the life of a person. Now, the parts of the house, each part of those have a different meaning also. The bathroom, why are you having dreams, you're always in the bathroom? Well, you go to the bathroom to take a shower. You do number two, you you whatever. You're cleansing, it speaks of purification. You dream about your bedroom. It speaks of a place of intimacy or privacy. You, you dream about your garage. It speaks about, what do you do there? You store stuff in there. So the dream is showing you there are things that you have stored up in your life that you have yet to release, hence why you can't go forward in life. So again, each part, as you break it down, A car will also represent the life of a person. If you have a dream, you're in a car, and the driver's seat. It's very important who is in that driver's seat, because if you're not in that driver's seat, but you're a passenger in this car, that means whoever's in the driver's seat is dictating to your life. If you saw a dream where you're driving the car, great, you're in control, but for some reason, you're trying to hold the brakes, but the car would not stop. What does it mean? You have no control of your life. If you, saw you, if you see yourself drive, you, you, you have the car in reverse, and you're, sorry, you have the car in drive and you're trying to go forward, but the car is going backward, even though you have it in drive. Then the, the dream is, rev- these are all symbols of saying you're going backward in life. You're on a destiny that is not yours. These are things you have already fulfilled. Normally, you would have those dreams when, for example, you just ended a relationship with someone, you're in a relationship with some, someone else now. And the dream is, I'm constantly having these dreams where I'm always either walking backwards or I'm in a vehicle and it's reversing. Why am I having this? Because the dream is revealing to you that wireless may be a different face, wireless may be a different person. It's take. It's it's reversing because, <clears throat> excuse me, the same thing you went through with the former person, this is all going to happen all over again. So when you break the dreams down, it's giving you a peak into a world that you cannot see under normal circumstances. But if you dismiss it, a lot of you online hearing me right now, who are under witchcraft attacks, who are under spells or whatever, yeah. would the dreams are gonna be the evidence of all of this? Dreaming about cats or you dream someone who's always standing in the dream staring at you. All of this represents monitoring spirits. You're always dreaming about the sea or bodies of water or you dream where you're underwater and you literally could still function as if you're some kind of fish or whatever. All of this is showing that there's the, the marine spirits, you're under marine curses. All of this is revealing to you if you're re- dreaming about you're always in the forest. Or you see trees and stuff behaving like humans or acting like humans towards you in a dream and in a negative way. Then the dream is revealing that the curses that are upon you, that branch of witchcraft is... Witchcraft from the forest where they're going in the forest and there's certain trees that they have as altars with your personal effects, your pictures, your underwear, your pieces of hair where they're now putting it on that altar and repeating chants and doing ceremonies, all of this to bring those spirits in legally to now project at you. But if you don't know these things, you're going to dismiss I had this foolish dream last night where I saw these dogs coming after me. What does dog represent in the dream? Dogs represent evil spirits. For the most part, they represent lustful spirits. you got to look at the type of dog because the type of dog will determine the rank of the demonic force that's against you. For example, you may just have a dream about a puppy. It's speaking of a tormenting spirit. But if you had a dream about a pit bull or a rottweiler, oh, this is a major spirit that's coming against you. So, Kevin, I had a dream, and this dog is always running after me well it could represent generational curses remember the dog represent evil spirits and they're always coming so that mean the generational curses because the whole idea of a generational curse is to enforce whatever agreement was made through that bloodline upon each family member of that bloodline so the majority of the family members will either have dreams where their dogs running after them or they're constantly dreaming about deceased relatives so all of this is revealing that the spirits of the ancestors or the spirits that the ancestors called up over the years, whether it's through Freemasonry, whether it's through sorcery, whether it's through any type of uh, fraternity, sorority, where they made pacts and agreements in terms of being initiated, you must understand what are you, what are you coming in agreement with? What are you covenanting with as it relates to these secret societies? They're tying you to their altars. As a result of that, not only are you having the dreams, but in reality, you will begin to have visions in terms of, you will hear folks or something calling your name, but there's nobody there. You will see apparitions. Why? Because the spirit from the altars that you've committed and covenanted with is now tormenting your life, is now coming to visit you. All of this has to do with sleep paralysis or what we call your nylons being higged. It's the same as sleep paralysis, where you feel there's something holding you down. Remember... The question you should ask, why, how is it possible for this to happen to me? So that means you must have violated a law or someone in your bloodline has invited these spirits. But Kevin, how? Did you do tarot card reading? Have you done horoscopes? Have you participated in witchcraft? Are you burning sage in your home? Are you uh, following old family uh, traditions of, of, of omens? example if a black cat was to run across you while you're driving or walking you turn around because you don't want seven years of bad luck and all of those things came from evil altars and as a result of those that subscribe to them now they will begin to see the influx of negative dreams because the spirits want to further strengthen the covenants with that person so that they would have the legal right to upgrade the evil that they are about to impose on these people's lives
0: so good everything you're saying is so right on we have 52 a little bit over 5200 this is our biggest podcast yet this is incredible all really good information i want to move into interpreting dreams so I know that Genesis 40 uh chapter 40 verse 8 which I think you talked about says we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean and then the Bible says interpreting dreams is God's business Joseph replied go ahead and tell me your dreams so we know that the best interpreter if you guys are taking notes of your dreams is the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit has the best interpretation so maybe let's go over some practical steps that you give new people I know a lot of people in the chat here this is all new for them the whole dream realm is like something they're getting into something new of just getting into dreams one big thing I always talk about is writing down your dreams I can't stress this enough guys if you don't write down your dreams I know this isn't super spiritual don't expect to the to remember them by the morning because you're gonna do what I always do Every time i have a dream kevin i'm like i'll remember this there's no way i can forget this and then i wake up and the dream is gone the enemy or the bird the bible says come and stole the word right from me so right. don't let the bird come the way you prevent the bird from stealing the word is you take notes if you don't think notes are important the gospels are the disciples notes it was the notes they took as they were experiencing what jesus was doing and everything like that so maybe um, what are some practical steps you give people that are new and how they could start this process of Interpreting dreams, testing dreams, praying about the dream. What are just some practical steps you give people?
1: The first thing I would do uh, in terms of advising them is you must be born again. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Why is this? Because number one, depending on whom you're committed to, whether it's Satan or whether it's God, will determine the level of dreams that you would have. And the interpretation, because Satan also has, because many warlocks, which is, uh, consultants and gomas, they actually interpret dreams, but they're de- de- interpreting it from a demonic perspective. Now, before I go, let me make this clear. Remember, I told you about uh, Abraham, and I told you about Gideon, and in both cases, God revealed to them the future through dreams, right? And what was going to happen as it relates to the future for them. Now let me be very clear. The opposite is also true. The enemy can also reveal dreams to you according to his plan for your life. Now this is powerful and this is why I say you must be a believer of Jesus Christ. You must be someone who is consistently feeding your human spirit via the word of God. We read in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, where it says, Do not be surprised or marvel, for Satan himself could appear as an angel of light. So people will come to me and say, Kevin, I saw the Lord last night. I know I know what you can say, no matter seeing the Lord and live and blah, but Jesus told me X, Y, Z. Now, when they begin to reveal it to me, I'm like, no, Jesus ain't going to tell you that. Because what they're telling me is going against Scripture. Well, this is another case of 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, where the enemy appeared as an angel of light and now begin to reveal to these people his plan and what he wanted them to do to invite him. But they don't notice. They don't know if they follow what he's saying. There's a covenant that's being established here. So you have to be a believer of Jesus Christ. Secondly, I, I, I cannot stress this enough. You said it earlier. Write down your dreams. A lot of people are lazy. They don't like to write. Every human being has a cell phone and there's a recording there. Click on that recording and just start speaking the dream to the actual phone. Because for the most part, as you move out throughout the day, the dream will begin to dissipate from you and you don't remember the full content. So as you get up, just hit record on your phone and just begin to speak into the phone. And after that's done, as time go on and you re- listen to it, ask God, Lord, give me the revelation. God, speak to me. Uh, on this, remember, dream interpretation comes from God. While He may bless someone with the gift of interpretation, the final source is God. Even when you ask someone, you say, "God, I pray that You would give Kevin the interpretation to speak to me." But don't look at Kevin as your God, and that if Kevin doesn't say it, so then it is not so. No, that's not the case. So you have to gouge yourself on the Word of God. Particularly, I would advise you to gouge yourself on the Book of Proverbs. Proverbs is filled with similes and metaphors. And this is what dreaming interpretation is all about, is converting those things. So gouge yourself on it, read it, read it. And you may say to me, well, Kevin, I'm reading this thing, man. But I I read like four chapters of Proverbs and I don't remember anything. No, 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 no. That's your problem. Your problem is you think that the word of God, which is spiritual, is supposed to feed your physical man. No, 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 no. You're feeding your human spirit physical food. Okay, like Popeyes and so on, that feels this physical part of you. So the more of the Word of God you listen to, you read, you're building, you're educating, you're informing your spirit mind. So now it becomes easier for you to interpret. Let me give you an example of it. In the earlier chapters of the Book of Proverbs, there are a lot of references made to a strange woman, such as Proverbs seven, such as Proverbs. Uh, five, And for the most part, it speaks of a harlot or someone who is committing adultery, whatever the case may be. It definitely is someone wicked. So a person may say, Kevin, I keep having this strange dream, this weird dream about this woman. I don't know her, but for some reason, when I turn over in the dream and my bed, she's there, or I'm walking to the, down the street, or I'm at, a, I'm at my job. And Why is this? Well, as you begin to read more and more of purpose as it relates to a strange woman, Clearly, this is a spirit sent by the enemy to masquerade as a woman. Now, now, watch this. The woman, remember, to masquerade means to take on the appearance of something or someone that, it, that the person who's doing it is not. So the spirit, listen, of lust, the spirit of poverty, the spirit of fear could come as a handsome man, could come as a beautiful lady. And you so weak in the dream, you kiss them, you hug them, you you, you, you become intimate with them. What are you doing? You're forging that covenant. So after this dream, you ne- before this dream, you never had a spirit of fear. You never had a spirit of anxiety and depression. Not knowing that the masquerading spirit took on the form of something that they know you would trust and be attracted to. And use that as a tool to forge this covenant with you in the dream. Many people would say, well, Kevin, man, I had a dream where I saw myself picking up coins and and picking up dollar bills and $100 bills. And and for the most part, people who are broke would have these dreams. (laughs) And see, the enemy uses this because he knows they are desperate for money. He knows that they will do anything for money. So he comes in the dream. And now all of a sudden, they had these dreams where they saw these silver coins in the dirt. I've had dreams of that before. When you You pick up one coin, another one appears. You pick up but you never see where you're storing them. Not knowing that this is all evil in the dream, and as a result of it, after this dream, because you accepted it, you never rejected it, you never rebuked it. So from that point, you just mark that day. From that point forward, watch your finances. Watch bills come out of nowhere that you thought you dealt with years ago pop up on the scene, or there's some uh, miscalculation in your electrical bill. Why? Because... Remember, as believers, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. our fight is beyond what we the people that are coming behind us, the businesses or whatever these are just the tentacles of the spirit behind it and if you don't see it that way, then you're basically conditioned to lose every battle in the future as it relates to spiritual warfare and to not only lose it but to live a life of frustration because you see your uh, Pairs going ahead in life, but you're not going. Why? Because your pairs are following the rules of the scriptures, and you're not. So I'll I'll end with this. The Bible is a book of laws, rules, principles. The Bible is a cure as well. It's it's, it's a cure. if, if If you didn't obey the rules, it now becomes a cure. But it's also a preventative, meaning that if I obey what it says, I will prevent what was supposed to take me out in the future. So you determine. You determine how you're going to use it. And I advise anybody, get into the Word of God. Saturate yourself. I tell people all the time in my my audience, if you get the Bible on CD, MP3, whatever, let that thing play in the background at night at a very low level while you sleep let your subconscious let it just eat up the word of God and you give it two weeks give it two weeks and I promise you you will have conversation with people talking about the Lord and his goodness and watch the scriptures just pop out of you that you never practice never practice why is this happening because Jesus said it is not your will he says but it is the Holy Spirit or the comforter that will bring to you the things that bring to your remembrance the things Christ have said but the only way that, that can happen you got to get the word in you so when I'm teaching and just riddling off those scriptures people think i sat down and really studied these things no i read studied read study and whenever i have to do a teaching the scriptures come why because the holy spirit must bring the necessary scriptures to accommodate the sermon that the lord
0: has given me and that's how you deal with those things so good so guys write your dreams down pray about your dreams and then another couple things i wanted to add su- such good stuff is look for main themes or important details so like what was the common theme what was the portion of the dream that kept showing up over and over if god wants to highlight something in a dream he'll make you he'll make it stand out to you even if there's a small detail in a dream it'll stand out to you and then one big thing that's helped me interpret dreams kevin is asking questions about the dream what was the main focus of the dream were you an observer observer in the dream was was it third person? Were you watching the dream happen? What were the names of people in the dreams? Um, what was the time period? Was it in the past? Was this a present tense dream? Was this a future dream? Um, what color stood out? What number stood out? What symbols stood out? So I will literally ask these questions. I'm like looking at things. I had a dream last week Again, guys I had a dream last week that the world ended I died and went to heaven and it was just it was a very radical dream But in the dream one of the reasons why kevin and I didn't I didn't tell my audience about this dream I didn't share the dream was because it didn't follow biblical alignment of how the end of the world's gonna happen So I said, okay lord, maybe you're teaching me something in this dream But i'm not going to be quick to go and make a video on youtube because I know it'll go viral On I saw the world ending right because it wasn't it wasn't the way the world ends according to scripture So then I thought well, maybe lord you're showing me something in the dream And so I didn't go out and post and blast it and I would say to some of you you don't need to tell everybody your dreams you don't need to go out and blast your dreams blast it on Facebook blast it on Instagram because there may be some things God is speaking to you that God does not want you to speak of we know Paul said I saw things that I can't even speak about or talk about I'm not I'm not um I'm not authorized to talk about these things so I I last week I had this dream Well, I was it was this weekend I was on the plane I was flying to new york and i got i woke up and this is terrible to admit but i'm i'm a a youtuber i'm online facebook you know i have this so i was like i'm gonna make a video you know it's gonna be a good video we're gonna get lots of views and the lord is like nope you're not making a video you're not telling anybody it's not it's not for anybody it's just for you as an encounter that you had and it was honestly In 30 years of being alive, it was the craziest dream, the most real dream. In the dream, I was like, this is a dream, wake myself up. And because I couldn't wake myself up, I was convinced it was real. I mean, I thought, when I woke up on the plane, I was like, man, because I was actually in heaven in the dream, and I woke up while I was in heaven, and I'm like, and now I'm in an airplane going to New York. I'd rather just be in heaven, but my point was, I wanted to do the human thing which was make a video and get a bunch of views and share everybody about my end of the world dream but God was saying this was an encounter just for you not to be sharing with people about the details of the dream so you may be sharing with people about your dream when God is not saying so these are questions you need to ask and then I, you touched on this but I just wanted to echo what you said another thing to help you guys interpret is look for scriptural parallels so if you're fighting a giant in the dream, you can look up a scriptural parallel. If you're having dreams of mountains moving, if you're having dreams of walking on water, if you're having dreams of you know oceans opening, these are all scriptural references. If you're crossing a river in a dream, Uh, this is very simple guys go to google and type in rivers in the bible if you're having a dream of a waterfall go to google and type in waterfalls in the bible i've done this many times what does the bible say and and use scriptures to help interpret dreams so it's very very simple as far as if you're having dreams of a riding a horse go to scripture what does it mean to ride a donkey what does it mean to ride a horse give me every scripture on um evergreen trees or oak trees or give me scriptures on what does a bird mean or raven mean pretty much any item you're going to see apart from like technology obviously you won't find an iphone in the bible you're going to find (laughs) scriptural parallels and god will actually use now you might say i can't just directly take it from the word and apply it I'm not saying to do that but what I will say is God will use scripture to interpret the dreams you could actually use the Bible to interpret your dreams because it's God's word and then another thing you can do is you can ask someone for help say hey I had this dream I believe it was from God now if you're having a dream that was from your own flesh that you know is from your flesh because it was a desire or like Kevin said earlier today if you guys are just jumping on then you don't need to try to interpret a human dream or if you know it was a dream from a demonic spirit you woke up in fear you were sweating you knew it was a demonic spirit attacking it wasn't from God you don't need to interpret write it down you can disregard it you can pray against it if you know it's from God you can take it to a trusted Christian and say, hey, would you pray about this and help me interpret this dream? Because I feel God is speaking to me. But what I will say, and you may disagree with me on this, Kevin, I'm okay with that, is if God is speaking to you in a dream, it's not going to take you asking 50 people. It's not going to take you fasting for seven months. You know, God will usually, yes, he hides things for the joy of seeing you unwrap them. The same reason why you wrap a present for your kids. What's the point? The point is seeing your kid's face when they unravel and unwrap the present. That's why God hides stuff. That's why that's what revelation is. It's the it's The veiling of something so that God can see the joy in our face when we unveil it. So, this is why God speaks in parables and symbolism and riddles and mysteries and dark sayings. These are all so that we could seek Him. For an interpretation now if you have to you know seek 40 people to get it I would give up on that dream I would put it down and say maybe it's not something God wanted me to show I wouldn't wear yourself out I know people Kevin to this day are like I had a dream a year and a half ago I'm trying to interpret I'm like bro if you had a dream a year and a half ago <laughs> you've already missed the train and now again of course I don't want to like belittle anyone God could still speak through it but I would I would just say God will oftentimes it doesn't make it you know an crazy hard to interpret the dream don't overthink it don't overlook it because God can you know help people and then I wanted to ask you I guess one last thing and then we'll pray and we'll just bless the audience here 5400 by the way guys this is our biggest broadcast ever our, our last biggest broadcast was 5300 and we smashed it by 100 this is amazing that there's 5400 the power of technology is incredible that you guys are on here but I just wanted to ask you this quick question before we pray and everything like that Kevin what is uh, you don't have to go into like you know uh, anything crazy but what what is a a basic way I guess we could determine whether because I know the audience the the chat's been asking this the whole time whether a dream comes from a demonic spirit the human spirit or the Holy Spirit like what are some basic ways you'd say we could interpret or we can decide when we wake up like this was a dream from a God or a demon or the human spirit
1: see this is why I said earlier that you have to gouge yourself on the word of God, because you see, remember, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you. That's one of the things he has been assigned to do. He's to lead us into all truth, to convict us, to bring to remembrance the things that Christ has said. So if you do not read your Bible or you just depend on your preacher mind to tell you what the Bible says without you doing your own due diligence, then you're open to be deceived by the enemy. So the best way to do is to consume the word of God. And now through discernment, you're going to know. If you woke up from a dream where you had heart palpitations, you're sweating, God wouldn't do that to you. Why why would God who's a God of peace and a God of order want to do something like that to you? No, that's the enemy trying to do that to you. So it's important that those who are listening to me right now, again, gouge on the word of God, particularly The book of Proverbs. It is filled with symbols, metaphors, similes. And the more you put this in you, the more the Holy Spirit is able to work with you with these things and give you the revelation so that you now would understand your dreams. You don't have to look for 50 people. You don't have to fast for 400 days. You don't have to do any of that. And God is going to reveal it through you. Why? Because you're in sync. You're in tune with God because you're depending on his word.
0: Clear and simple. Good so so good we're gonna do this guys we're gonna pray over you if you would minister Kevin pray over the people we're gonna believe that God's gonna activate dreams activate visions don't get off of here because this is the most important part of the entire broadcast and we will be I already told him before we started we got to do some more stuff in the future so we will be getting on again I'll be having him back on the show again he'll be hopefully in the regular rotation of the podcast going forward but tonight has been incredible we're gonna pray guys and then we have some announcements to make sure you stay on here uh minister Kevin we just pray for the people those that say I want a dream I know there's many of you that feel Left out like you don't dream, I believe after tonight you will dream in Jesus' name.
1: Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given both of us, Lord, to speak to your people. Thanking us for using us as the tools you've desired in this end time, Lord, to get your word out, to get your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. You've you've said it and you've made it very clear in your word. According to Hosea 4 and 6, it says that through It says that people are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. Your word declares also in Isaiah 5 verse 13, it says that your people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. But your word also says, according to the book of Proverbs uh, 11, 9b, it says, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. I pray for everyone on this line tonight, Lord, that do not know you as Lord and Savior, will make the decision right now to accept you as Lord and Savior, to surrender their lives to you, to realize that there's but only one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the Christ. I pray that he, they will make Christ who, who knew no sin became sin for them, who took on all of that so that they will have rights to the kingdom of God. Now, Lord, I pray for those who are dreamers, as well as those who think they are not dreamers, Father God. Those who are not dreamers or believe they are not dreamers, remove the spiritual obstacle. Remove everything that has been blocking the spiritual intelligence that you've been revealing to them, only to better equip them for where they're headed in life. I pray for those, Father God, right now that you will realign them to their original destiny, even the believers. However, they've been pulled aside or pulled astray or been distracted or under some false teaching or some misguided preacher, I pray that you would bring them back to your original intent, your original design, your original destiny. My greatest prayer, Lord, is that people do not use, do not create dreams to be idols or looking at dream as the only way that God can speak to them. Lord, this is one of many tools that you've given your people. You've given them prophecy, dreams, the spirit of discernment. You've given them so many. I pray that 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 spirit of idolatry, that they will never ever fall under that by thinking that if it didn't come through a dream, God will not speak to them any other way. If it didn't come through the prophecy of a prophet, it's nonsense. God can speak to them in any way possible, and I pray that they'll be open to it. Now, Lord, I pray according to Isaiah 11 verse 2, that you will download the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might over them. I also pray uh ephesians 1 verse 17 that not only will you give them a spirit of knowledge but also the spirit of revelation father god to reveal mysteries of the spiritual world to them father god remove the spirit of fear and anxiety and depression some people are afraid to dream because they are afraid that we see that may not be too pleasing or presentable to them father that is the spirit of fear and we sever that from their lives even now in the name of jesus finally lord catapult this people to where they should have been at this point in their lives. Fling them, Father God. Toss them into their destiny. Remove from their lives the people that you have never predestined them to be with. Remove that and replace it with those whom you have already put in the future for them to advance, to catapult them to where they should have been. That they light may shine before men and glorify their Father which is in heaven. We seal this prayer with the words of God that says that whatsoever things we desire when we pray, we must believe that we have received it and we shall have it in the matchless and in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Amen and amen amen what an incredible night guys here's the thing um, Minister Kevin didn't ask me for anything he didn't ask for no any I'm gonna sew into him significantly tonight I want you guys all to participate don't dine in dash we say this every week Minister Kevin don't dine and dash on what God is doing sow into this guys if you're not a monthly partner of this ministry we reached 4 million people last week on social media so partner with us become a monthly partner the links down below and it's on screen you'll get 70 sermons 25 percent off the merch store and Thursday night we have a partners call you'll get invited to but minister kevin before i get you off here i'll i'm i'm not ending it guys because i'll read all the donations and talk and stuff i just won't make him sit here through all that minister kevin where can they find you tell us again about your blog i know people are asking about your blog tell us about your youtube i've linked it all down below but just where else can they find you
1: okay good well my blog is a great source of information my blog is my full name kevin la ewing uh, dot blogspot.com that's kevin la ewing dot uh, once you go there, I have everything in alphabetical order. Just go under the dream section because that's where most people visit. But I have spiritual warfare, witchcraft, you name it. All of my extended teachings, you can go there. All of that information. YouTube, I believe I have excuse me, almost 400 videos. I deal a lot with spiritual warfare, dreams, you name it. Everything that you're seeking, you can go right there. I also have my Facebook pages. I have a private group. On Facebook, called Words of Wisdom by Minister Kevin Ellie Ewing. You can just send, just answer the three questions and you'll be invited in the group. I have my personal page, I have my Kevin Ellie Ewing prayer page, and Kevin Ellie Ewing ministry page. I also have a Twitter page. You can go there. For those of you who want the convenience, I also have an Apple app, Kevin Ellie Ewing Ministries, as well as an Android app. So you can download it to your tablet, download it to your cell phone uh sorry yeah your cell phone and you can anything to do with dreams teaching whatever everything is in there i have a recommendation in terms of books that you can purchase to further your education everything if you want to donate to the ministry we don't ask for anything if you want to donate of your own you go right to youtube under every comment section we have it pinned all the information if you want to donate to the ministry you want to contact me you want me to come do a speaking engagement all of the information is there for you to, to, to see.
0: Come on, I love it. Guys, make sure that you subscribe to his channel. Make sure that you get there on. Now, this is not only is our 5,300 of you still on here, but also we're going to get about 200, 300,000 views and downloads this week. So everybody listening on the replay, go subscribe. <laughs> don't don't think because it's not live you can get out of it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiasaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.